0: Welcome to Splash Pages. We have an awesome show scheduled for you today. We are talking to the one and only Paul Cooperberg. That's right. We have an interview this week along with covering a comic book series. And uh, Paul is a former editor of DC Comics. He's done a ton of stuff for DC. Written well over 1,000 comic books known for Superman, uh, Supergirl, Superboy, Doom Patrol, Vigilante, Green Lantern, Star Trek, the list goes on. Uh, And we're gonna be talking about his story, The Phantom Stranger in 1987. This was a great read and also a great interview coming at you right now. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Rounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating, it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly.
1: Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting.
2: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned.
0: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! to splash pages the comic book club your weekly dive into your favorite graphic novels and comic books their mission to fight injustice to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind and we are now live on splash pages the comic book club with us today uh my name is leo i'm uh, one of the main geeks here and we have the velvet joker rich how's it going my friend oh, very good thank you good evening everyone hi how are you Good evening, and uh, we have Chris. How's it going? Hey, what's up from Radio Horror and our spectacular, your spectacular Spider-Man show, and uh, and actually uh, the Hammer
2: show returns
0: next week. Awesome, very cool. And I'm going to get to our special guest in just a second. Uh, so tonight we're talking about the Phantom Stranger four issue miniseries. It was published in 1987, written by Paul Cooperberg, art by Mike Magnolia. Uh, we've discussed before with uh, Batman and Death and the Family. He's also known for creating Hellboy, inks by P. Craig Russell. And with the Phantom (laughs) Stranger, the mystic hero called the Phantom Stranger battles the forces of evil. The evil Lord Eclipso is bent on destroying Earth. Will he succeed in triggering World War III and forever blotting out the light from the world under a deadly shroud of nuclear winter? The Stranger, now powerless, tries to hold evil at bay with the help of some ordinary humans. So in 1987, the Toyota Camry went for 11K. Simpsons debuted, Robocop, Broadway, News, Moonstruck, Lethal Weapon, Planes, Trains, and Mobiles all at the theater. And uh, with our special guest here, Mr. Paul Cooperberg, former editor of DC Comics, written well over a 1,000 comic books, mainly for DC. You're known for Superman action comics, Supergirl, Superboy, Doom Patrol, Vigilante, Green Lantern, Star Trek, the list goes on. Uh, including, uh, oh, my my notes changed. <laughs> uh, uh, the revival of Doom Patrol series in 1987 and co-creator Varian. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hi, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and now we'll kick it over to the Velvet Joker himself. Good evening, good evening.
3: Hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Paul? I'm uh, doing okay. I'm glad to hear that. So um, I've known Paul for a couple of years now. I met him through uh, some of the uh, conventions um, at first. I just knew him as the Archie guy
1: and I knew you as the get the fuck away from my table. You're too <laughs> old. Yes, yes. well, we don't
3: want we want you, you know, you have fragile ears. You know, you're not a young man anymore.
1: No, at my age, you have to uh, you, you have to be very careful of your parts.
3: Yes, but absolutely. But listen, he's not to be trifled with because he rolled up on I me mean, with a posse of old people at the party afterwards. You know, it was scary. It was like some...
1: We beat the crap out of him with our walkers and canes. It was so much fun. Yeah.
3: It was like the Jewish mafia. I don't know what yeah. was going on.
1: It was like but it was very nice. We had we, we had coffee cake and, and, and tea afterwards. So it was a you know, we made an evening of it.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Now Leo, did you want to give the synopsis before I,
0: I, I got with the questions or uh oh I gave the synopsis. Was that uh oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm oh, no sorry. Worries. I, 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 I'm I can I can and... give it again if I want. He doesn't, just...
1: look, he doesn't listen to the show, he just appears on it.
3: Uh, I'm caught up in your in your illustrious uh glamour that you have, Paul, that's all. <laughs>
1: I was just—I was caught up in the in the opening to this thing. This is great. Do you remember WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh,
0: I do. I love it.
1: Remember Les Nessman's uh, introductions to his new shows? You know, where they just like you—you you thought he was done, but there was more. Yep. That was your intro. <laughs> it was great.
0: Uh, sorry, I know I go on and on, but I <laughs> want to make sure we we cover everything. So
1: you you did
0: absolutely. Um, so,
3: in the story, Paul, um, like this, this is the following crisis, so the Phantom Stranger is sort of reborn, you know, he's naked in it? Yes,
1: yes, he he, he first appears naked in the story.
3: Right, right. And uh, from what I read, your idea was you wanted to um, sort of bring him down and rebuild him back up to be a better Phantom Stranger
1: yeah well you know uh, originally when i pitched the uh, mike carlin ended up editing the um uh the miniseries but i originally pitched it to denny o'neill okay and, uh, and knowing that denny was a lapsed catholic i pitched it as a, a christ uh, uh, alivard, uh mm-hmm. analogy so um you know he bought it instantly it was great but um you know the idea was that he was supposed to be mankind's savior but he was up there you know, right. he didn't really know what made, what made men anymore. He was just, he, he was, off. he really was a stranger. And just the, the, you know, the, the idea was to bring him down to earth, mix him up with people and, uh, you know, find out what they're really made of and what they're really about. Um, and, uh, uh the best way to do that was to you know, remove his powers. And we had that whole Lord of order and Lord of, uh, uh chaos thing going on back then, uh, I guess that was, uh, was that, I think this was the pre-Eclipso stuff that went on later in the 80s at DC? Yeah.
3: Yeah. This is before they rebooted him. He was uh, less powerful at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Eclipso was a great character and, um, you know, it, it doesn't get darker than him. So
3: no absolutely and uh you put a lot of stuff into it that was very prevalent at the time you brought in the uh russia versus u.s uh the missile scare because i remember Mm -hmm. you know as a kid we used to have to watch videos and they would have drills we'd have to go under our desks scared of all that going on
1: i was doing duck and cover drills in in you know first grade yeah absolutely No, that was you know it, it, If the idea was a story about bringing uh, death and destruction to the to the entire world, I might as well use what's you know what's really out there. Um, and we certainly had plenty of uh, plenty of menaces, still do. Oh
0: yeah. Well, uh, we were actually talking before you came on how you know there's definitely I mean, a lot.
1: What did you say? <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, talking about uh, the, the storyline, uh, a lot of the political undertones and how a lot of stuff can be, you know, it, it's like mirrored today, you know, where uh, somebody says uh, in the book, uh, "World, it's a world mixed up so crazy. And I was so scared. The uh, Lycan offers hope. Uh, Phantom uh, fear makes mankind pliable. And, uh, you know, a lot of that today, a lot of uh, people's misdirection is because they're scared.
1: Yeah well you know the, the all that stuff I mean, you know most of the good versus evil tropes in in superhero comics are you know universal truths i mean they're, they're pretty basic um and you've always got that kind of you know uh cult thing going on and 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 somebody you know whether it was ronald reagan or donald trump or or you know or jim jones or whatever they're they're all asking you to drink some kind of kool-aid <laughs> um actually, flavor aid we should we should be fair the, the, it was not kool-aid it was flavor aid <laughs> i don't know why i feel compelled to to um to defend the kool-aid company but you know me and the kool-aid kid we go back that's all i'm gonna say that's right um, but um yeah so uh, you know there there's it's always there it just takes you know it, it just takes uh, uh uh it's just weaponized differently absolutely
3: and now, Paul, um, on this book, you uh, this was one of the early works of Mike McNola. Um, how was that working for him, with him rather? And uh, do you feel uh, because he was putting your words to life, and you had uh, hell and cults, uh, does he owe you a check for Hellboy or what?
1: Oh no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, the, um, Mike had already done some work, and and uh, you know, he, he's he's immensely talented. Uh, you know, Phantom Stranger was just the next step on his you know on his career ladder if it hadn't been that it would have been whatever else he drew next um and you know having craig russell uh uh ink it was just like you know frosting on the cupcake um yeah th- those guys are just they're they're superior artists and and i just got damn lucky to to have them assigned to my book nice uh, but now you've
3: worked with some soup soup some superior artists you've worked with the the legend jack kirby
1: yeah. I, you know, working with is, 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 is kind of, you know, making it sound more than it was. I mean, I wrote a script. I had no idea Jack was going to be drawing it. Um, I know he had drawn the previous superpowers miniseries uh, the year before that Joey Cavalleri wrote, mm-hmm. but, you know, there was, you know, at no point did, did the uh, editor Andy Helfer say to me, by the way, Jack is drawing this. I didn't know that until I came in one day and he, Tossed the art across the desk to me and said, "So, what do you think?" Um, and I went, "He's okay, but his people are a little squat. What is that? The square thumbs? What's with the thumbs?" Um, but um, <laughs> but everyone
3: got uh, their signature.
1: But you know, it's just the um, you know. Uh, so, it, it, comics are a collaborative medium, and es- but especially in those days. It was an assembly line, and you really didn't always know who was going to be at the next station, you know, down the line. Um, you know, I remember I turned in a script to Julie Schwartz for a, a an issue of DC Comics Presents, and when it was turned in, it was drawn by Gray Morrow. You know, mm-hmm. what the hell? Um, you just, you know, you never knew. So, um, you know, it was just luck of the draw. Um,
3: now were some artists would they collaborate with you were they you know they were trying to get uh their image and your viewpoints together
1: yeah and i wasn't very good at that um eric larson uh on doom patrol tried that it was like and i was like you, you just draw let me write you know i don't tell you <laughs> you don't tell me how to write punk um <laughs> you know it just um um but yeah i mean it, it's tough it, it's really hard you know it's like you're you're doing a book. You're writing a book, and, and in this case, you know, Eric came on after uh, you know on the sixth or seventh issue, whatever it was, um, when it was already established and the direction was was you know was, was chosen and, and you know things were working, um, you know, and yeah, I wasn't a very good collaborator uh, as far as that went. Uh, I think back in those days, though, you know, you really didn't, you know, just like it was very rare that the writer and the artist sat down together and worked out, you know, certainly at D.C. when you're doing the the full scripts, um, uh, you know, you just never knew who it was going to be. And, and if you did, occasionally, you know, people would work together to to get, you know, create something new. But it was not not the common way to go.
3: Right. Now, you had a uh, Ronald Reagan fighting the Phantom
1: Stranger. Was, was that yes, a particular Donald Reagan was evil. Was that particularly fun for you? Oh, it was great, yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I love that cover where you got, you know, they didn't really delineate them. They didn't really show that it was Reagan. They kind of, you know, fudged it a little, but Ronald Reagan, you know, blasting away at Phantom Stranger with a machine gun. It was just like, yeah, this is this is America. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: right. Now, um, you also brought some characters into the story that you've worked with on other stories. Like, uh, you brought in Jimmy Olsen. Yep. Um, and obviously uh, you've done multiple superman titles superboy titles
1: and i did the super uh, i did the jimmy olsen strip in superman family for a while in the uh in the 70s so okay great
2: Greetings! We are the Retro Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap, like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know. Help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans! Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at RetroDocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. A problem. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? RetroReductifus is part of the Dorkening and Inebrion podcast networks with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday, which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome.
3: And then uh, you you also pulled uh, Jim Gordon in. Yeah. Yep. Now, yep. had have you worked on uh, Batman before, Paul? I I don't recall that.
1: Not really. I was uh, I I didn't do much Batman stuff. I did a couple of uh, you know backups, uh, Commissioner Gordon, Robin backups in, in Batman Family and things like that. And uh, I dialogued a few issues of Detective for Jerry Conway, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that was about the extent of my Batman writing. Uh, and I just you know uh, Commissioner Gordon was was just a great everyman character of the DCU. Um, uh, he, he represented, you know, a very specific kind of character. Uh, he was a law and order guy. He was, he, he was, he wasn't, you know, he was used to the superheroes. He was, uh, you know, he was a cop. He understood that, uh, who, a cop who understood that the system wasn't always, you know, going to be the way to go. Um, so, you know, he, he just, he, uh, he was a lot of fun to write. All
3: right, awesome. And then, of course, you had uh, Valentina Vostok, who was Stop, the Doom Patrol. Yes. Yes. Who was the negative woman, mm-hmm. uh, who you and Joe Stanton created in a Doom Patrol revival in 1977 in Showcase number 94.
1: Yes, we did. Yep. That was. Uh, she was part of the new Doom Patrol. I brought back uh, a Robot Man from the original group, and uh, then created. Uh, uh, uh three new characters because the other members of the group were blowed up uh, right. in, in 1960 what was it eight i think okay i'll take your word for it i'm making this crap up as i go along so.
3: <laughs> i wasn't alive till 71 man i don't know what to tell you
1: <laughs> oh you kids <laughs> you don't know why you don't know what it was to have to read mort weisinger's superman comic books please well, you-
3: well, you you grew up in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, so i I grew up in Queens. It was just like you know, a decade or two in between,
1: yeah, but it was also Queens, which you know doesn't count. <laughs> uh,
0: so I read you you lost like the first dozen pages on your then brand new Apple two
1: yes oh, Apple two c it it ate or it was probably operator error because um you know. It's me, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I lost like uh, 14 pages, and I uh, had to start from scratch. And and it turned out to be good because uh, um, I think the, the the second go around was was a much better result. Um, you know, every it, usually you write a script and and hopefully at the end you go, all right, I can turn this in. Um, and uh, and this this was one of those cases where. I got to the end and I went, oh crap! I, I'm on to something here. You know, <laughs> this was okay. This one went okay, and uh, it lasted for the whole, you know, all the four issues, and most of the um, the, the the backups I did for Action Comics Weekly later on. Um, nice. Where speaking of great artists, I got really lucky with like Jose Garcia Lopez and Joe Orlando and Kyle Baker and uh, uh, guys like that doing those stories. Cool. Awesome. Yeah.
3: I had a,
2: oh, go ahead. Ahead. Sorry. Um, I don't remember what convention it was. It was probably Super Mega Fest Paul, but you came to town here in Massachusetts and I had um uh what did I have you sign? It was the Masters oh, of the I don't
1: remember. It was an issue of No, I'm kidding. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> it was uh Masters of the Universe you worked on. You worked on the yeah. uh, original Masters of the Universe comics.
1: Yes. For I, DC? Yeah, I uh I think I did the first Comic incarnation, and, right? Um,
2: uh, uh, did yeah. you also work on the Superman He Man crossover? That was the first time he appeared in a comic.
1: Yes, there was a sixteen-page um, uh, insert in whatever month it came out at DC across the uh, whatever the advertising group was. Uh, right, the Superman and Masters of the Universe, and um, or did the DC and then there was an issue of DC Comics Presents. Right. yep, Yep. 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 I can't remember which one came first, but um, I think it was the the insert.
2: It's uh, uh, it's it's funny the uh how uh everything comes full circle. I mean, He Man's having a res you know renaissance right now with the uh, origin figures and uh, Kevin Smith's new TV series coming up. Well,
1: tell him to get in touch with me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, i don't know you know i i i
2: i mean I've, if it's successful he might he might want you he's always you know grabbing onto talent that's worked on stuff you know reach out to his people from your people or yourself yeah. and see what happens well
1: i'm gonna have yeah, to
2: get you long on. to work on the show
1: i i, I sure I'm gonna uh, get on that
2: <laughs> you, you would have a better chance of reaching Kevin Smith than the three of us than any of us would
1: no I understand that I uh, I, I do know people who know people so yeah right
2: right I just put in a call to somebody I know people that know people to be like wait a minute why am I going about this the hard way I know somebody who worked with this person and I just sent them an email and he just got back to me within seconds saying yeah yeah no problem let me see if I let me see if I'm <laughs> <my favorite." laughs>
0: yep. Uh, Knights of Old says the uh, the Phantom Stranger miniseries was awesome, Paul. Thank you. Thank you.
2: The Phantom Stranger is one of the top ten superheroes that have never had his identity revealed. It's always been speculated that he's somebody, but DC has never said, you know, <laughs> his name yeah. is James Howlett Logan. They've never said Phantom Stranger is John Smith Jones or something. No, you
1: know? they, they, back in the 80s, they did that uh, issue of Secret Origins where they did the for possible origins of uh, of, uh, of Phantom Stranger. You know, right. Um, he was uh, Judas to, uh, uh, you know, the Wandering Jew or something. Well, right. Sure, right. sure, it'd have to be. Look at that, um, neck, please.
2: Yeah, they rated him up there with uh, V from V for Vendetta's name has never been revealed. I think that's got to yeah. The original Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe's name has never been revealed.
0: Well. Uh, now, uh, his you name was Morty. He was
1: born <laughs> in Brooklyn, not Queens.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> Morty Stranger. father a deli on on Flatbush Avenue.
2: Comic book resources. Write this up right now. Paul just revealed DC's longest
1: running the Phantom Stranger. All
2: right. They don't have any other mysteries other than that, and the name of V for V for Vendetta. So, <laughs>
0: uh, so you've done worked with a ton of characters. What, what I know this is like picking a favorite child, but what, what is your favorite character or one of your favorite characters to work with?
2: Who do you want to see die? Uh, well,
1: I've killed so many. Um, I, 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 boy, it's, it is tough. I mean, I, I love Superman. He is, you know, from, from the, the beginning of my memory of, of, you know, comics and, and superhero. Superman is there. Um, uh, but I think some of the I, I think some of the best stuff I've done uh, um, was on books like Vigilante and uh, and on the other end of the spectrum and the Alphabet uh, Archie the Life of Archie uh, series. Um, you know I think there was um, um, I, as I got older and more experienced in comics i grew i I grew more and more skeptical about superheroes you know guys with superpowers because you know um in the whole history of mankind no one has ever put on a costume and gone out to fight crime just hasn't happened you know it's a it's a fictional trope and you know the the fact that people get bitten by radioactive spiders and don't die of leukemia but instead gain the power to shoot webs out of their their ass you know it's a little hard for me to accept at at times. um so um things like vigilante yeah uh, it's it's down to earth it's 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 street level stuff um when i after I took over the book, I had very little superheroic kind of stuff going on in it. I mean the costumes were were a necessity, but if you took these guys out of costumes and you know uh, turned vigilante into a guy wearing a ski mask. Um, and, and Peacemaker, you know, a nut with a with a football helmet with a radio in it, it still could have been the exact same stories. Um, so you know that that was appealing to me, uh, and I got to deal with real real issues, uh, you know, stuff I could relate to, stuff that everybody can relate to. Um, and it was kind of the same with the Archie books, you know, these yeah, they're cartoon characters, but you know, they're they're real they're cartoon characters designed to be real people i mean when i started writing these guys it was just i knew who they were after a lifetime of reading the comics i just knew who archie was i knew who reggie was i knew that i knew jughead and baron i just understood these characters they and and you know that's an indication that there was something there to work with And, and i think in the long run i i found that stuff and and did so
2: you won a glad award for archie right for writing kevin
1: yeah kevin was a um was a a novel a young adult novel that i wrote for grass at dunlap um that uh, that won a oh it was nominated for a glad media award i didn't know oh, gotcha.
0: uh knights of old is asking uh why was phantom Stranger such normal guy in the first series in the 1950s who decided to make him mystical and why
1: well in the 1950s he really couldn't be really mystical because the comics code didn't allow for that stuff, you know, that sorcery and magic and, you know, all that, all, all those things were just not allowed in the comics. So it always had to be this kind of Scooby-Doo thing where, uh, you know, it was just some guy in a rubber mask or whatever, um, you know, so, um, and then when he was brought back in, in, in showcase in the, uh, in the sixties, you um, you know it was originally to be a, a kind of a a host uh i think its first appearance was was uh you know in a framing sequence i think it was mike friedrich and bill bill drought wrote it uh drew, wrote and drew it uh but it was framing sequence around like horror stories like you know an issue of house of mystery or something um and then i guess you know it just kind of the ca- character gradually evolved from that but
0: and, uh, I also saw uh, crazy magazine. I, I definitely need to find us. Uh, you say it's a, sort of like one of the better mad magazine, um, types. Yeah. and you used to write movie parodies. Uh, what was one of yeah. your favorite movie parodies to write?
1: Um, gosh, there were so many, um, you know, it, it was all done very much in the spirit of, you know, the, the mad magazine, uh, movie parodies. Uh, uh I've been throwing them up on, on my Facebook page, you know, I've been putting them up every few days, uh, uh, putting up a story, and um, you know they're they're very <laughs> they're, they're very heavy-handed and 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 you know uh, dicty. <laughs> I think I owe him uh, 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 some royalties, but um, um, I think uh, well, it's hard to say. It's it's there was one uh, Conan the Destroyer, uh, a takeoff on that. I forget what what we called it, but. It was drawn by Bob Camp, who you know nice. uh, of Ren and Stimpy. Later of Ren and Stimpy fame, uh, and um, uh, actually Bob, uh, the first very first comic book script Bob ever ever drew was one of mine for Crazy, um, but um, uh, but uh, Marie Severin inked it, and um, she just slathered on the schmaltz. It was it was gorgeous. So you know that, that one's right up there.
0: Awesome. Now, what do you have uh, going on now, Paul? Uh, well, I've got a
1: little uh, I've got a little thing under the bridge there with a cardboard sign and I, uh, you know, will write for food. Um, I've been, um, you know, it, it you reach a point in the comics industry where, you know, effectively you're old and they don't want to know that you exist anymore. And I'm there and, you know, I take it with uh, with, with 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 calm and equanimity. Um, but um, I've been publishing a lot of my own stuff lately. Uh, last year, I came out with uh, with, with three new books: uh, Paul Kupperberg's Illustrated Guide to Writing Comics, um, a book called uh, "I Never Write for the Money," but I always turn in the manuscript for a check, which is a collection of essays and uh, and, and articles I've written about writing and uh, being in comics and having been in comics and you know what what goes on outside of my life around my writing um and uh then in uh, at the end of the year i published uh, uh, a novel jsa ragnarok which was a, a justice society of america novel that was supposed to have been published in twenty thousand in, in 20 in 2005 uh, but the publisher uh, uh, died and his company went bankrupt and it's been sitting around uh, for 15 years Wow. Waiting for this moment.
0: but uh... It's, you know, uh, definitely 2020 was, I, I know it was a crazy year, but we've seen a lot of that. We do another show where, you know, there was two movies released last year that were, one was uh, made in 1987 and just sitting on the shelves and, you know, finally got released. And then the other one was made in 1985, just, just sitting there. And, uh, you know, finally came out both last year. So uh, 2020 was definitely the year for it.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully 2021 as well. I've I've um, I've got a book uh, that I'm putting together, putting together now. Um, it's uh, unpublished comic book scripts.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: I, I did one book of those uh, in 2015. I think of all the uh, unpublished Superboy and Supergirl stuff that was uh, killed by the crisis and, and you know, retcoming the characters out of uh, existence. Um, and I had, like, you know, two issues of a new comic uh, set to launch with new directions for the characters that never never saw print, so I, I published the scripts. And uh, now I found some other old stuff, uh, including a three-part uh, Green Lantern uh, story called uh, Emerald Interlude, which was, uh, was originally going to be in... Um, uh, Tales of the, uh, Legends of the DC Universe.
0: And now, uh, okay. when can we expect that book to be out?
1: Um, I'm looking for, I'm looking to Kickstarter it in the next month or so. So, you know, on that time frame and uh, early, early this year.
0: Awesome. Well, when you get the Kickstarter going, we'd love to have you back to talk about it yep. and uh, see if we can give it a little boost for you.
1: Always, always happy to have
0: awesome Uh, and I got a bunch of information in the show notes down below or up above depending on where you're watching or listening to us to uh, follow Paul and to buy his books Uh, and uh, I'll definitely be posting pictures I ordered one myself today and uh, Rich and Chris did you guys have any questions for the awesome or any other questions for the awesome Paul
2: (laughs) no Uh,
3: look at that self-promotion machine there we go awesome um, no, I, I just wanted to thank Paul for coming on. Uh, we Always really
1: appreciate
3: be it. What was that, Paul? I was chatting over you. Always be closing. Always be closing. Absolutely. So thank you again for coming on. We really enjoyed your time here.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had two questions come in. Uh, I'll ask them really quick, if you can answer them quick. Knights uh, of Old was asking, what was it like working with Kirby on superpowers?
1: Well, like I said before, I didn't really work with him. He drew a script that I wrote before I knew he was going to draw it. But, you know, being a lifelong comic book fan and having seen my first Jack Kirby stuff at like, you know, 1961, um, it was a freaking thrill to to share a credit box with Jack
0: Kirby. That's awesome. And uh, last question, uh, who's more powerful, Dr. Fate, Spectre, Phantom Stranger, or Etrigan the Demon?
1: Uh, depends on what the story is and who's writing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us, Paul. Uh, Rich, you want to give a uh, your crowbars on Phantom Strange? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm oh, going to yeah. give it...
1: Oh, don't be cruel.
3: No, no. I, I, I thought I had a lot of great story. Obviously, you wrote it. Um, and I enjoyed the Eclipso. Uh, I liked the dark aspect, the cult, the demon uh him losing his self and getting back in touch with his humanity so i'm gonna give it four crowbars
1: out of how many out of five all right i'll take that
3: yeah Uh, and
1: that'll that will leave you one to beat robin to death with so that's still good and that
3: always puts a smile
0: on my face
2: who doesn't love that
0: yeah (laughs) uh chris do you have a crowbar for us
2: Uh, i guess four
0: okay (laughs) uh uh, thanks (laughs) And uh, I'm going to give it a e, uh, four as well. Uh, absolutely, you know, as always, love the writing and uh, definitely the story with uh, Redemption of Phantom Stranger. And uh, yeah, it, it's just mesmerizing. And we talked about earlier how, you know, it's dealing with the true human element. Absolutely loved it. And uh, Paul, thank you again for joining us today. Absolute it was a pleasure. I want to thank everybody for listening and if you want to catch Chris's episode where we talk about Spectacular Spider-Man just uh, do a look up for Spectacular Spider-Man Sal Busima era podcast we have a blast doing it and uh, helping Chris with his show as well next week we have a very special guest we're going to be talking with Cooperberg, Paul Cooperberg about his uh, series with the Phantom Stranger may also get some uh, uh, Supergirl questions in as well. And uh, it's going to be an awesome uh, show having our first guest on Splash Pages. And with that, have a glorious day. Bye. <laughs> dab 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 the dab 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 dab
1: dab 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 the dab 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 dab
0: dab 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 dab